advice on forming a regional business aviation group, and resources available to help in that process. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. It was almost 75 years ago, September 24, 1947, when leaders from 19 companies came together for the first annual meeting of the organization that would ultimately be known as NBAA. Those leaders understood the importance of presenting a powerful national voice to represent business aviation. That same spirit has also guided the formation of groups and associations to represent our industry at the regional level, in our states, communities, and sometimes even at specific airports. Today, there are close to 70 such organizations in NBAA's Regional Aviation Groups Directory that are all actively working to advocate on behalf of business aviation in their state, city, or area. But that doesn't mean more aren't needed. That said, the idea of forming such a group in your region can seem daunting, and it can also involve steps and details that one may not have considered. Today, we'll examine some of the steps in that process, including a few of the lessons learned in launching one of the newest business aviation regional groups in the country. But first, here's Greg Voos, NBAA Southeastern Regional Representative. NBA supports uh, regional groups through the NBA Local and Regional Group Committee as well as the Regional Representative Program. And both of those are integral to supporting regional groups in their formation and their ongoing success. And this is done by providing best practices, some expertise in-house at MBAA, as well as some online and printed resources. How do regional groups help support NBAA's mission, Greg? Although these regional groups are structured independently, they do have some, a similar vision and mission with MBAA. And that, that similar path makes it very easy to support MBAA initiatives and vice versa. This could mean that regional groups would help us contacting their elected representatives in their states about a legislative initiative that's important to us or by a regional group having a student event or taking the time to go visit students in schools to talk about business aviation. What roles can NBAA play in helping form a regional association? Normally, the thought of a regional group either comes verbally to NBAA or through a network of members of NBAA, and then they reach out further. And then we have those initial discovery calls to see, to really dive deep and go, okay, well, this is what it's, this is what it's about. And we can give them a ballpark of timelines, workload, necessary stakeholders that would be very helpful to advance. And then we move on to further planning calls. Your regional representatives important. And then there is, with the help of the regional group committee, a starter guide to starting a regional group that covers all aspects of things that you want to consider from the tax implications. How do, you, how do you want to be filed with the IRS? Because being a nonprofit and being the correct nonprofit is pivotal to the success of the group. So there's numerous resources within MBAA, both the human factor and the intellectual printed resources that are available. Coming up, we'll hear from industry professionals about their experiences when starting their own regional business aviation group. But first, this message from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, are you getting recognized for your leadership? 
NBAA now offers certificates and other credentials in safety, sustainability, and more. Visit nbaa.org to apply today. We're back now with our discussion about the steps in forming a regional business aviation group. And now I'm pleased to welcome three officials from the Central Florida Business Aviation Association, or CFBAA. David Keyes, chief pilot for Peace River Citrus Products, is the group's president. And Matthew Olofsson serves as CFBAA's vice president. Jenny Showalter, Chief Motivational Officer with Showalter Business Aviation Career Coaching, is the group secretary. And Jenny, let me start with you. What factors led to the formation of the CFBAA? The Central Florida area in itself is is very expansive, and we really stretch from Daytona to Tampa and north and south of that as well. And it encompasses a lot of airports, and we have OEMs, we have corporate flight departments, owner operators, and and lots of other support companies and industries for aviation. In addition to that, we have a lot of aviation and aerospace companies, and we're home to an array of aviation education opportunities, including aviation universities, high schools, flight training, maintenance training, and, and so much more. In early conversations, David, Matthew, and I were all speaking with one another and and trying to determine if there was a need, if we had grown to a point in this area where there was a need to start a regional group. And we got together just using and leveraging our own network and with the help of Greg and NBAA, their support. And we had an interest meeting, a focus meeting to see, you know, is, is this something worth doing? We got a unanimous, yes, we want to start a regional group in response to that. So we went ahead and started that process of, of moving forward with the, the regional group. Our mission really initially started out as, as more of a networking uh, opportunity for folks in the industry in the area. But then it also became very apparent that because of our proximity to so many educational opportunities, that, that workforce was going to really become a key focus of, of CFBAA. Safety as well, having a a forum for local pilots in the aviation community to get together and discuss safety issues. And then obviously uh, another key factor that a lot of regional groups do is is that legislative piece and being involved and trying to educate local leaders about things, not only statewide, but also on a national level when when we're asked to do that. You know, I I grew up in Central Florida. I've been involved in business aviation my entire career. I've seen Central Florida aviation grow and change tremendously. And I think that CFBAA, I think we capitalized on the right moment in time for business aviation in our area to launch and and ultimately lead to CFBAA's success. When was your group officially formed, Jenny? We launched in August of 2019, and little did we know that uh, just uh, several months down the road, we'd be facing a pandemic. And so it was a very interesting start to CFBA. We're just getting ready next month to celebrate our third anniversary. We had that unique start in the midst of a pandemic. And and I tell people often that I think we didn't know any better. And so because of that, because we didn't have history, we were able to move forward and pivot very uh, nimbly, if you will, uh, because we we knew that we wanted to make this work and and be relevant in a pandemic. And so we were able to leverage lots of uh, technology and and, uh, webinars and happy hours and and that virtual option. The uh, association really stood up to grow the membership base during a pandemic when in-person events weren't available. And now we are are fully back to the new normal, if you will, and, and charting our own course as we move forward. 
David, in addition to the pandemic, what were some other challenges you faced while forming the CFBAA, and how did you address them? In reality, I think the advent of using Zoom meetings and, and gathering people from all parts of our, of our region, overcoming the challenges, I think, helped us actually probably launch in a better way. The biggest challenge we faced, I think, was putting together our board of directors. And, and fortunately, through contacts, we're able to put together an active board that, that stepped up with the attorneys and accountants and operators and vendors and OEMs to FBO operators to reach into all sections of the, of the industry. And, and that board was one of the keys to overcoming the challenges. We still do our board meetings virtually, but one of the real goals when we formed the association was we did not want it to be just a vendor and OEM association. We worked really hard to include operators and we continue to do that. So reaching out in person to the operators seems to be a much better recruiting tool than trying to invite them to an online gathering. And speaking of in-person gatherings, Matthew, I understand you recently held a pretty large event. We had our first business aviation day at Shelter Air in Daytona Beach. And our mission for that uh, was part of our education committee. And it was to get the uh, word out of business aviation to the students, uh, both high school and college students. Um, as you know, Florida has a lot of aviation universities and high schools in the area. So we wanted to introduce them to business aviation, all the jobs available. So we set up this big fair. We had speakers. We flew in airplanes. We had companies within business aviation in Central Florida come out and talk to the students and get them interested. It was such a success that uh, we are going to plan on making this an annual event and with that, we are also going to launch our scholarship program for the students, and we'll be issuing scholarships at this event every year in the future. What other events and initiatives are on CFBAA's radar, Matthew? We're really focusing on two committees this year, uh, Education Committee and our Safety Committee. The Safety Committee more towards, you know, operators and bringing value to their membership dues as well. And we're looking at forming next year our first safety stand down in Central Florida, which will hopefully be a yearly event. And uh, David Keyes is actually organizing our first safety roundtable next month, uh, where he is bringing in operators and directors of uh, flight departments and going over what the biggest safety issues and concerns are to them and hope to make that a yearly event as well. We also are bringing in uh, one of our sponsors, aviationmanuals.com has been a big help and they are bringing in a webinar series to our members throughout the year. Our first one's going to be September 20th, followed by the next week, September 27th. It is focused around operational procedures of flight departments how to set up manuals, um, how to set up flight departments. The second one is going to be on SMS program setups. So uh, through these education slash safety programs, uh, we're looking to bring more value to our flight departments. On the education side, uh, yeah, we're looking at more outreach to the students, uh, introducing business aviation to them. Right now, they're flooded with airline applications, and they just don't have access to these companies. So we're looking at building up our scholarship program, our business aviation day, and other outreach initiatives. The biggest, I would say, obstacle we've had so far is just in getting at, uh, the volunteers. Um, so we have a great group on our committee set up already. And so um, we are just building on that and continue to look for volunteers to help in these areas. 
Jenny, after having gone through this experience of forming a regional business aviation association, what advice do you have for those who may be considering starting a group in their area? Well, Rob, I would share that you don't know until you try. That was the key for us is to take that leap and make that step. And I tell people we showed up with a cooler of drinks at the FBO's community room and the people that we had invited and and some that NBAA had recommended in the area. And, And we asked the question, is this, is this viable? Is this something you want to do? And, and, uh, you know, and, and another note to that, I would tell you, I'm part of the local and regional group committee with NDAA. And I would tell you that there are a lot of different support structures out there for you. You've got your regional reps through NDAA. Uh, you have the committee. We've got a pretty robust area on the NBA website about local and regional groups. And and I think all of us who have done this before and who are passionate about the regional group structure, uh, myself included, are happy to, to talk with you and walk you through this. There's a lot of support out there, but it all begins with asking the question. David? Put a diverse board together. The mistake would be to put all operators or all vendors on your board. We, we were fortunate. We had uh, accountants and lawyers and vendors and operators. So it, it helped in the formation of the group to have experts in the fields that you just need experts in and how to file the tax paperwork and how to do the documents. So just be open to having a diverse board that will help steer your association. But I would also tell you to look beyond that. Yes, you want to have a diverse swath of the industry represented on your board and within your key volunteers. Uh, But beyond that, you should look for somebody who can handle marketing tasks because that is a huge piece of running a a regional group. You would want somebody who is, uh, you know, sort of your state's person, somebody who has the ability to talk to to key legislators or local leaders and is able to uh, move forward with some of our agendas in those areas. You want someone who is sort of the face and the voice of the association as well somebody who can communicate through potentially a newsletter or some kind of regular uh, membership communication. So I would just tell you to look for people that have very diverse interests and strengths in order to make your association function as a whole. I think tech support, we sometimes discount it, but it's so important. And, And early on, we identified the proper tools to help. Zoom certainly was a, was a tool, but the database, the the website, the ability to uh, to capture information and distribute it to the membership. So important in today's society and, and to keep members informed. Excellent advice. Matthew? Just stay active. Um, you know, I, I, I talk about we need to bring value and uh, these initiatives, but we also have networking events and people just seem to love those. Uh, we have a monthly happy hour that goes around to all our different cities and gets uh, the people in that area to meet other uh, like-minded individuals and business aviation professionals and have fun. We also, in the wintertime is when Florida goes outdoors again. So we have a lot of barbecues at different airports at FBOs, and it's just a great time to, to meet each other and get connected. So uh, have fun while you're doing it. Greg, having been involved in the formation of several regional business aviation associations, what advice would you like to share? The keys to my success getting a group going is finding that initial core group of energy with the stakeholders that have the bandwidth to do, because it's not a small task. 
It's not anybody's day job, which everybody likes to say when we're talking about volunteering, because it takes a while. From, from the first idea that you want to do this until the first event, you could be looking at a year, year and a half of planning and getting all the proper tax uh, designations and, you know, just getting the group in a good place before you go public takes a long while. Yeah, just ask questions. Use your regional rep at MBAA and and ask questions. Like Greg was saying, uh, be careful how you set it up. We set ours up as a 501c4 because we do want to dip our toes into legislative issues uh, moving forward up in Tallahassee. And then we had to form a separate association, the CFBAA Foundation, as a 501c3 so that we could get donations sent to us. So, you know, ask those kind of questions when you're thinking of forming. And to ask those questions from those with a lot of recent experience, you can reach out to Matthew, Jenny, and Dave at info at cfbaa.org. You can also contact Greg or NBAA's regional representative in your part of the country and explore helpful resources to assist with the formation of a regional business aviation association. You can learn more at nbaa.org slash regional. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.